0: Welcome to the Readings and Ramblings podcast, where we ramble about the Bible and the books we're reading, all from a Christian worldview. We're your hosts, Janice Jones and Shanna Vera, and we invite you to journey with us in our thoughts and exchange of ideas. Our hope is that these conversations will inspire you to read and grow in faith with friends.
1: Hey, Janice. Hey, Shanna. And hello, everybody out there. Welcome back to another podcast of Readings and Ramblings. Yay. We're glad that you
0: joined us. And we are excited to continue with our reading of, and let me try to say it correctly, (laughs) Anna Karenina.
1: I think you're right. I feel like I keep okay, adding good. an N at the end, but I, that's not, that's not the name. So I think you're saying it right.
0: <laughs> I did so one of those I'm glad up. you know, announced you it because it. I'm like, eh. <laughs> you know, when you, um, those little websites is like, how do you pronounce something? And yes. I was like, yes. so, cause at first I was like, Anna, Car- Anna Karenina, Anna, Car- I, actually, I'm not going to say it the wrong way. Cause then I'll, I'll go You'll back, go back. To saying it the wrong way. So. Anyhow, it's funny because Tony and I will
1: actually have these arguments on how to say either names or words, and we're always like, you know, saying to Google, like, okay, how do you say? Like, listening, like, all right, who's right? But yeah.
0: (laughs) Well, that was me today, but I think I have it right, so I'm not going to go back to where I was saying. (laughs) So anyway, uh, before we start, we um, will usually share our a quote from something we've been reading. Okay. Um. I think I'm gonna go first. Yeah. Right? And you said you're excited about
1: yours. So now I really want to hear it. I'm excited
0: about it. Yes. Okay. So it's this book that I'm reading. It's called Education That Is Christian. Hmm. And it's by Lois, um, Lois Labar. Okay.
1: And I don't so think I've ever heard she of that.
0: says, it's a good book so far. I haven't finished it, but I can't wait for for because I wanna know like what is the, the to do. <laughs> like what how what do, do I gotta do, do? Where's yeah? Yeah, yeah. So I'm um, being patient and not reading. Really Give me my head, checklist. Like... <laughs> I know, and mm-hmm. I know it shouldn't be about checklists. but <laughs> anyway, it's been good so far. And this was something that I, I, as soon as I read it, I was like, I want to put that in my commonplace book. So, she says, knowing is essential. There is no question about that, but knowing does not always result in loving and doing. Whereas loving is based upon knowing and is much more likely to result in doing. And then she says, knowledge is neither the beginning nor the end of the transformation of character. Knowledge is not virtue, but rather the wise use of knowledge is virtue.
1: Very wordy, but I I get what she's saying. I definitely do. And I feel like, I don't know what her whole book is about, but just from our conversation, I feel like you and I, that's our goal for our children and ourselves.
0: Yes. Yeah. It's It's to uh, not
1: just like know things, but to love knowledge and, you know, have a desire to learn and know things.
0: And be transformed by it. Right. Like when you think about Roman's, is it Romans 12, 1, where, you know, God is like, let you know, the renewing of their mind right. so that be you can transformed, be transformed. Right. By the yeah, and then you'll yeah. know. Yes, and then you'll know. Well, um, and I feel like
1: my- when we're creating book lists and curriculum for our kids, that's what we're picking, like character building. You know, like that's our design is for them to become transformed by this.
0: Yeah, or yes, and not just that the books are going to give them character but that they can experience like you know you can read through cuz like books are a way to just kind of experience something that mm-hmm. you pro- that you may not have experienced mm-hmm. or that um you that you may not have experienced but mm-hmm. you're walking through the character experiencing it and yeah. you get a chance to see their decisions and how it went and you know so it's not reducing it just to oh don't do this you know right. like I, you would never say that about Jane Eyre but you would you just look and you see her actions and why and the you know the it's funny the emotions that went through it you know
1: i had taken a class once it was a literature class and my professor had said that one of the reasons that we have fairy tales is that the writers wrote them to prepare children for life and it's funny uh, because you read fairy tales and you're like, none of this is real life. But when you think of all the characteristics that these main characters have to show and learn and gain, yes. it's really to handle real life situations. So it's funny.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. So, yeah. And I and I do think knowing, you know, sometimes people just think, you know, just knowing um, is enough. But, mm-hmm. you know, what I like what she's saying is that knowing is important but just because you know something doesn't mean that you'll do it right right it doesn't result in you doing doing the right thing and it doesn't always result in you loving the mm-hmm. way that you should love mm-hmm. but she says loving is based upon knowing like when you are lo- when you do love it's based upon knowing and that's much likely to result in doing And that's so so biblical-based, though,
1: too, because if you think about it, when we're told, you know, what are the greatest of these, and it's love, you know? And what's the greatest commandments? Love God, love your neighbors. You know, love is always, and how are we we supposed to do things in correction? It's always in love. And, you know, so it's like, it's a main theme in the Bible also. It's that love, so.
0: Absolutely, and I think about that because I was reading something from, um, it's a, a, devotion, Martin Luther, um, faith, I think it's, it's called faith alone. And it was talking about, you know, cause when, when we're saved by grace, we're not saved by our works, but mm-hmm. in, but when you are saved and you know what Christ has done for you, then the doing part is right. a natural right. outpouring yes. of knowing what christ and understanding what christ has done for you right. and i think this is where i think this is what she's saying is like i don't know if that's what she's saying but it yeah. made me think of that you know love is is based loving is based upon knowing but is and much more likely to result in doing so mm-hmm. we're much more likely to do you know and help our neighbor mm-hmm. and because we because of the love that we have and because of the love that Christ has showed us so anyway I'm curious to see where she goes yeah. with, you know what that means and what that looks like oh you'll have to let um, me know I might have to add Absolutely. it to my, my list <laughs> my never I'll let you know list. I'll let you know if it's <laughs> yeah. ready if it's enough to add but someone else had recommended it and I thought that was okay. good all right, so your turn now.
1: All right, so I'm still working through the Odyssey, which is a very strange book. And mm. it's funny, because I thought I read the Odyssey before, but it doesn't seem familiar. So now I'm like, what did I read? I know I read Black Ships before Troy, so maybe that's what I was thinking.
0: But maybe, because that was the Iliad, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, yeah. maybe
1: that's what I was thinking. But I, I So anyway, so that's where my quote is from. All right, so this is Odysseus speaking, and he says, all I know is this, a man's fate is decided on the day he's born, and we shan't any of us go down dead to the underworld a day before our appointed time. So stop that crying.
0: Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Which character were you thinking about for that? So, Were you thinking about Levin together? Yeah Yeah. So, <laughs>
1: it's so funny. So <laughs> I haven't, so, you know, I, I mean, we haven't spoken about it yet, but when we do talk about, you know, Anna, Corinne, and the... Uh, I am saying yes. that right. <laughs> um, we get to the point where Eleven is very focused on death and very, like, just very, I don't know. Yes. Down about yes. it. Like, oh, I'm going to die. I'm going to die any day. What's the point? Like, I'm just, <laughs> oh, we're all going to die. And, like, then there'll be nothing left. So why bother, you know?
0: So he's yeah. just very,
1: like, gloom and doom. And it's interesting because in the Odyssey, what's going on now, there's actually giants that are cannibals that are eating these people by the handfuls and yeah. which is pretty gross. And so Very these men are, so. of course they're like crying cause they're like, we're going to die. And they just saw like all their, you know, I don't know, comrades being eaten. So yes. they're just assuming they're next. And this is Odysseus's response to it. It's just like, <laughs> we're all going to die on the day we're going to die. So if today's your day, then you're going to die. Like that was kind of his mentality. And I love it. I kind of like it because I've struggled, not so much I think with my own mortality, but after having the twins, I don't know if it was like postpartum depression or what, but I started struggling with anxiety over my kids' lives, where it was a constant fear of something terrible happening to one of them, and it resulted in almost in like OCD behavior of like, okay, I have to check them after they fall asleep and before I go to bed. And, you know, I can't, like, it was constant. Like if they overslept during a nap, it was like going there and like make sure they're okay. And just constant fear of like, are they okay? Are they okay? You know?
0: Yes.
1: And it was, you know, sometimes almost debilitating because you'd go out and like I would get such severe anxiety because i'm like i felt out of control in an environment that i couldn't control with my children and i don't know if it was i don't know what it was exactly and i'm just like thankful that i was able to work through it and kept telling myself is just like you're not in control and you never will be like god is in control of this he's in control of everything you know, and just constantly reminding myself that, like, God doesn't give us a spirit of fear. I can't live in fear over this. I will not be happy or a good mother if I'm constantly in fear of everything. And so kind of just having to work through those moments and letting go and accepting those things were hard for me. But I felt like what he said is true. It's like our days are numbered. I mean, he's, you know, obviously they believe in Many gods and uh, yes, you know, the underworld and everything, but yes, it's true. Our days are numbered, and everything yeah, because David actually says it, so god's it's like
0: mirroring. Hand. I was thinking it's yes. mirroring the Psalms because yes. David is like, Help me to, um, you know, to count, help me to, like, I think it was like something like, Help me to count my days, you know, or help me to remember that my days are, you know, are numbered, yeah, you know, something yeah. like that. But
1: it should be a beautiful thing and not a scary thing of like. Knowing we can completely rely on God that, you know, instead yeah. of living in the like, I could die any day, my children, you know, like going down those rabbit holes is not healthy for anyone. <laughs> you
0: so. know, it's a, I think it's a different perspective, right? Because you figure as a Christian, you believe that if you, you know, when you die, not if you die, but mm-hmm. when you die, you know, we believe in the resurrection of the body, you know, mm-hmm. when Jesus returns. Right. So it's not like, not like we're like brushing to death, but right you know, we do know, um, we, we do have, know that we have so is, much, to we have hope, to, we have a reason for a right, hope, right. Joy, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And so, I thought, I know Paul, like in one of the, in one of the letters, um, in one of his letters, he was like, you know, we don't mourn like those who don't believe, you know, cause we have, we have hope. Yeah. And so I think it's, it's, it was interesting in reading, you know, that chapter where, uh, Levin is just, you know, focused on death and and life. What's the purpose of life? And then he kind of changed a little bit too. It's
1: interesting because he didn't think about death. He was very, he was so focused on his farm and how to better utilize it you know he thought buy them all this great equipment and they'll be they'll be they'll do better you know yeah but they were like we don't know how to use this new equipment we like our old stuff and they weren't treating it properly it was breaking down and he was just like this isn't working i'm pouring money into the farm and they're not getting any better results you know so he was frustrated with them so he's like there's got to be another way and so he comes up with this idea of allowing them to have some share in the land because he thought well maybe if they are part of it they will be more invested and so he's constantly coming up with new ideas on how to run this land and he's traveling to learn about it and he's thrown his whole self into this and kind of thought about nothing else because otherwise he was unhappy but then his brother who is dying yes comes to visit him and his brother is like pretending he's not dying he just is like Oh, I'm doing so much better. I've been feeling so much better. So I thought, you know, I'd come and visit you now that my health has improved. And he keeps commenting on how he's doing better. And so Levin feels uncomfortable to look at him and tell him to his face, like, you look like you're dying. You know, but that's what's going through his head. So they have all this fake conversation about other things to stay off the topic of you're dying. But then that night as they share a room together and he hears him, like, coughing and tossing and turning and, like, just not sounding well he starts thinking of his own mortality and just like, what have, what am I living for? What is the purpose of this? And it's interesting because I've, I've met people like that who had goals that they set for themselves, like to get their doctorate or to have their dream career. And then they achieved it and became depressed. And it's Mm. interesting because you think this is all you've ever wanted you yes. should be in ecstasy at this point. This should be the peak of everything. But once you've achieved all that you think that you can, like that you've set out to in this life and once yes. you've achieved it, then what, you know,
0: you know, I can, I can honestly relate to that because yeah. I was always ambitious and, you know, and I felt that way also, you know, it's like, okay, I'm going to get my master's degree and, I, and, you know, and like, yeah, right. That's the goal. And you get your master's degree and you're happy. And then it's like, okay. Now, you know, you're back to that emptiness. Yeah. And it's like, okay, I'm going to get that great job. that pays a lot of money. And it's like, yeah, so I got that great job, paid a lot of money. And then it was like, okay. You know, so it's like all these things that you keep going for, yeah. but there's still that void. Yeah. And I, and I think with that void, it was never, it's what, what I learned is never going to be filled with material things yeah. or, you know, the, the things of this world. And that's kind of what made me go back to reading my Bible. And actually going and reading my Bible is what ma- le- led me back to church, you know, because yeah. it was like, and then that's where I found like that hole was filled, yeah. you know, and it's not to say that you shouldn't have ambition that you keep oh like, definitely it's not everything. Not. Definitely. It's not everything because yeah. it's empty. And actually you could see that in, in just the world around you. If you look at the celebrities and you look at, you know, they have everything but, you know, it's never enough, you know, mm-hmm. you have a, how, how much cars do you have? How much money, do you, how much money do you have? How many, yeah. car, you know, houses do you have? You know, it's like, they keep pouring, pouring. How much surgery do you need? You know, it's just like how it's just keep pouring and pouring and pouring and it's never enough, you know, Yeah. but what I find with Christ is that it is enough. Right. And I can, it's, I don't, it's like, I don't know. Our soul just knows that that is where that filling that longing that whatever it is it's it you know it can only be filled through knowing who he is what he has done um what he is doing you know and then then your then your soul can rest mm-hmm. and everything else is it's okay but it's not it's not that same it's well, like one of the verses that the boys have in.
1: learned is, you know, and everything you do, do it as unto the Lord and not as unto man. And I think yeah. that has a lot to do with it. Like it's okay to get a dream career. It's okay to get your master's, your doctorate, however yeah. far you want to go in education. Yeah. But what are you doing it for? You know, is it to glorify yourself? Is it to find glory right. in yourself? Because that's where the emptiness I think that's comes empty. in when yes. we're doing it because God has given us these talents, abilities, and gifts, if we're doing it to glorify what he's given us and try to find ways to use it to serve him and his kingdom, then I feel like we find joy. You know, and even, like, you know, I don't even, I've not done all those things, and I'm okay with that. But, um, you know, even the day-to-day, just being a homeschool mom, there's days where it's like, it's draining and you're pouring into it and you're just like, yeah. what am I supposed to be getting out of this? You know, it's like, and then you remember like you're doing it onto the Lord and yeah. finding that joy in it. And he does, he, he finds ways to sneak in these things that make you feel like this is why I do it. And this is why it's worth it. I mean, I have so many moments in my day where like, I feel encouraged. and I know it's from him because you're not going to find it anywhere else.
0: <laughs> no. And you know, when you're doing it for him, I think, I think, I think when you feel like you can't do it anymore, or you've done enough, or you feel overwhelmed, Mm -hmm. that it's you can let go because it's like, you know what, I don't have to do it all. I don't have Mm -hmm. to know it all. I don't have to be it all. You know, Christ is all. Mm -hmm. So I don't have to be all. It's not meant for me to be all. So it's okay to kind of let go. But, but it's a little bit different if that's not your base, if God is not your base, because we could see. Um and I don't know if that's what Tolstoy was trying to convey. I don't know, but again, he did a
1: fantastic job like listening to Levin talk about what is life, what is the purpose yeah. of life. You kind of felt depressed for him. You're just like if you have no point and purpose Yeah then yeah. They really is. Like, it's it's, it's yeah,
0: difficult. He, he was, he's like, how then should you live? Because he's like, if death is inevitable, mm-hmm. then how then should you live? Like, yeah. he's really contemplating yeah. this. Like, um, and, but I think what he, what his conclusion was, was to work. Yeah. You know, like possibly, yeah. possibly the way to pass through life is work. Like work so he's like yeah. oh i'm gonna do all these great things for you know with the yeah you know helping well, i the think people what he's trying and... to
1: do is leave a lasting mark on society because he feels like if i'm gonna die and not be remembered like mm, at least if i point. do something to be remembered for or yeah. you know will stay on after i'm gone like i think he's trying to leave something that will continue on after him which is mm. very interesting i don't really know much about like the Russian politics of that time. But the constant discussion is about how the serfs were set free. And serfs were people who would live on the land for free and live off the land for free, but work the land. And so yeah. it wasn't quite a slavery, although I don't know that it was much different. You're right. <laughs> it, it has was. a yeah. different name but it was kind of that same concept of like you were provided for you had everything you needed and then yes. you just worked for the master and yes um they decided to set those people free and just have laborers that you just paid, you know, you just paid yeah. the money they lived and you know, yeah. they could rent from you, but then they paid rent and it was like money exchange for everything instead of that whole thing. And I think that's what everybody was struggling with was, is this a good move? Was this a bad move? Things were better before we did this. and, and you know, But was it better for the people? So it's a constant, like, in society, these seems to be the conversations that are constantly being had.
0: And so now
1: this guy, Levin, is trying to figure out how do we get the same system we had when we had serfs, but without going backwards. And so his big idea was let them take part in the land, like reap from the benefits. So that way if we have a better crop or whatever they'll desire it because they're going to be able to take part in it.
0: Yeah. I think you, you know, what you said, I, it make, it's making me think and I think that you are absolutely right in that. I think, and it was interesting because I, like I was saying before, I wonder if that is, if that's what he wanted us to think about when Mm -hmm. he was writing that. I don't Um, know. 'Cause he spent a lot of time on that and like he covered a lot to, like, give... of
1: society issues that I thought was interesting. Like he brought up a lot of topics and it was yeah. almost it kind of reminded me a little bit of the Great Gatsby in that way, is that we hear a lot of dialogue of people of that time. So you get a feeling of like culturally what is going on, you know? And yes, the Great Gatsby yeah. we had that a lot where they're talking among each other. I mean, and their talk was so empty and nonsense, and it was about parties yeah. and things, and you just yeah. really got an idea that it was like, that, there wasn't much happening. <laughs> this is a little bit different, but you do. It's the people in parties talking to give you a sense of what's going on in society. And, it, it, yeah. and that way reminded me of that. Um,
0: the other I topic about- they
1: cover is about women's rights.
0: Oh, you're talking about the dinner now. Yes. But before, before we get to the dinner, yeah. before we get to the dinner. I was just talking about
1: conversation I, topics. Like every they time have, yes. they have people gathering for a meal, they bring up, you know, Tolstoy brings up a, a topic and then they cover it like a lot, like more than like, just that. in passing. It's like he spends a whole chapter in discussion. So I don't know.
0: I don't know. You know, when I was reading, because I, I thought about that too. It's like, you know, you think about the conversations that you have. With people, I think you and I were talking about it over the weekend. You know, before when you when you you hung out, it'd be like, oh, what book did you read? And mm-hmm. you know, you talking about books, or you know, maybe what's going on in the world. But now it's like conversations seem very superficial. Yeah. Or if you do have conversations, it is you know you're kind of like walking on eggshells because you don't want to offend anybody. Yeah. Or you, you know, careful so with which topics you bring up. Yes. Yeah, so it's like, convers- we don't have conversations like how they're having these conversations. Yeah. But yeah. what I noticed about it is that they had healthy conversations. Like they would talk about issues and they would disagree. One person would say what they felt and then the other person would give the opposing view, but they would still kind of enjoy dinner. <laughs> yeah. Let's there was no name calling on. or get out of my house. Yeah, no. No, I kind of thought that. You know, that was definitely a different time. I don't know if that still happens in households, but yeah. I think um you're right in that he does spend time in, you know, in in showing these little conversations of what people are having. But you know, one of the things um I thought was it was I thought was a lovely part. I don't know why, but it was when um Levin's brother was leaving, right? And it was yeah. like we both know that I'm dying, uh-huh. but we're saying, but well, we're talking about everything but it. Uh-huh. But then like one day we're parting, because it says the brother, both brothers are thinking about death, but they're not speaking. But when they were parting, I forgot what one of them said, but it was like the closest thing to acknowledging. His that. brother
1: said, you know, I'm so sorry. If
0: I've offended oh, I wasn't, you, was, yeah, so I please a forgive a good
1: person. Me because yes. I don't know if we'll get another chance to chance.
0: meet. Yes. Yes. And then
1: Levin's just crying. Yeah. He can't even say oh, anything because yes. he realizes
0: like, this is
1: it. I might that never like see the my brother again. Thing.
0: Yes. Yeah. And that was like the deepest thing. Oh, you remember you do exactly yeah. what I was yeah. talking about. Yeah. And I felt that with the two brothers because sometimes we don't say... Um, what we want to say, what we need to say, mm-hmm. and death sometimes make you say those things. You yeah. know, like if death is, if you know that death is coming, then you start to say the things that you don't want to say. So, I'm glad they had. I liked that moment because I was like, oh, so I wanted to cry with them too. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> but it's although his brother that. was
1: kind of a jerk, so <laughs> like, well... he was just constantly like everything. He was like, because he had all these great plans and he had been studying so hard. And so he's, like, trying to share his excitement with his brother. And instead of, like, being excited that he wants to try something, he's just like, oh, so you're basically describing communism. (laughs) And Levin's like, that's not at all what I'm saying. And he's just like, oh, well, communism's been done before. You're just putting a spin on it. and It's not going to work. And, you know, like, so negative. And the thing is, I guess it bothered me because I've had people in my life that it doesn't matter what I say I'm doing. They put me down and tell yeah. me how I'm going to fail miserably and why bother mm. trying. And it gets to you because you're just like, yeah. you feel defeated before you even begin. Yeah.
0: So he's I was so hurt for him. People. Yes. Yeah. But I think he's just miserable. Yeah. You know, like no, you're i you're miserable, no. you
1: can't I, see I, the... People yeah. who have done that to me, I feel the same way. And when I sit down and think about it, I'm like, you're just unhappy in your life and you don't want anybody else to... Have any type of joy in there, so you're just like sucking the life out of them, and that's really <laughs> yes. what it was. It's like he's dying, he's alone, a little
0: bitter, yeah, yeah, and he's
1: just like, I don't want you to be happy or excited for the future, like you know, when he has no future. But anyway, I was just like, what a but jerk. But they had, like, that you're leaving moment. such a bad taste in his mouth. But yeah, it's a good thing he said that because honestly. I feel like Levin would have been like, and good ridden. I hope I never see you again. You know, so it was was a good thing. It was a good thing they ended (laughs) like that.
0: But then um, the next chapter kind of moved on to uh, Varonsky, right? So you hated oh, Vronsky, and
1: I saw him in a totally different light. I I'm really did. I'm trying
0: not to pass
1: judgment. I remember. I saw I'm him in a. I was so you were. You had told me you were like, "Ugh!" After you find out what goes through his head, it's gonna change how you feel about him. And actually, it changed how I feel about him in a positive way. It did. Yeah. <laughs> so it goes. He has that day of reckoning, where he right. has to go through his money, and it turns out. That he had allowed his brother, who was getting married to a poor woman, to like take yeah. all of his mother's money so that he could have a decent life. So Vronsky ends up not taking any of the family money. He ends up just working. And yeah. he's supposed to make money based off of what he's working on. And it turns out he does not get paid that much for what he does. And everyone assumes he gets paid more, so he just pretends that he does. And it turns out he's really not that well off. And so he starts talking about Anna and he loves her and his respect for her. But he also realizes financially he could not afford to take care of her. Like her husband is taking care of her far above what he could do for her and she deserves it. And he just feels like she doesn't deserve anything less. But he couldn't pay for it because he could barely afford to pay for himself. Let alone this child that they're bringing into the world. So it's like, it makes you realize, I mean yes, you're an idiot because why in the world did you do this whole affair anyway if you can't afford her? She's in a good position, why ruin that? Then you got her pregnant so yes, and all of that so dumb. But at least you see he truly loves her. He just realizes her situation can't, won't get any better. So I feel like I I felt for him, of like, what a fool you were, but he was young and stupid, and then he thought he was in love, and now he's in this position of like, well, now what do I do? <laughs>
0: All right, you're romanticizing, Mr. Bronski.
1: <laughs> I am, but that's but, how I took but, it.
0: But, but you are right. You are right. It was interesting because I was like, they there's a whole chapter on him, you know, doing his bills. Yeah. And, you know, talking about his money.
1: <laughs> it made you understand, I guess, at least, like, well, why he doesn't have any money. Oh, and then his mom oh. cut him off because, which I loved his mother for. I'm like, yes, <laughs> she did the right thing. She said, you end it with this girl or I will not send you an allowance. And, yeah. you know, when he, and he despises
0: his mother, yeah,
1: because yeah, she said know. those things. And it was like, no, she was before right. That
0: even before that, well, like before,
1: he, I think he liked her better before she stopped giving him money. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I think he, I think, cause when, when he first met Anna cause, um, and his mom, he, he was, he was waiting at the station for his mom mm-hmm. and Anna came off the, that's the first time he saw Anna and yeah. But we got a little insight into his head, and he talked. He just didn't like the type of woman his mother was. No, he did. But but uh, it was his he mom. Like at her. the end of the yeah, day, exactly. it was his mom. You know, right? He tolerates her, and yet she and had, high of course, respect. she was giving him money,
1: right? And she had high respect for her son. When she spoke to Anna, it was all good things. Yes. She had lots yes. of great things she to did. say,
0: yes, and.
1: He lost value in her eyes when she found out what he was doing. And I was like, good on you for speaking out. I mean, all these women were, like, romanticizing what Vronsky was doing and being like, it was fine.
0: Yeah, yeah. When really, it
1: was not. And his mother (sighs) called him out on it. And I was like, I hope to be that mother. If my sons are living in a way that I think is wrong, like, I hope I call them out on it.
0: (laughs) Yeah, well, yeah. Well, I I have a Vronsky moment. Not like yours. But... (laughs) But this is when he remember he was set to entertain a prince. Um yes. I forgot where the prince yes. was. But you know, the prince was like, you know, this high sedity type of person. <laughs> so he was like the he, the prince like you know, he's just focused on pleasure. What's the best thing to do? And yep. you know, oh the, but but in a condescending way even mm-hmm. to Varonsky. Mm-hmm. And then Voronsky, this is where I I felt I found a little redeeming quality about him because after he left him, he was like, I wonder if I'm like him. You yeah. Know? Yeah. He was like, and and we'll, such content, we'll see later. Have, like,
1: I mean, Anna yeah. calls him out for the same thing because they meet up and he's just yeah. telling her like, oh, I'm so glad to be done with all of this. You know, it was exhausting. And and yeah. she was just like, well, isn't that how you are? And he yeah. was like upset that <laughs> she said that. And he's just like, you know, I'm not like that anymore. Like, I don't find pleasure in these things anymore. Right. That was the anyway, old yes. me. Like, he's trying yes. to show her, like, I've grown up and
0: I've matured. Yeah, and and he has, in a sense, the fact that he could see those qualities right. in the other guy and say, hey, that used to be Yeah, and he's disgusted you know? by it now. And he is. But then, then later on, oh, my goodness. This was where it was so, this was like a bad chapter because then he had a dream about death. Oh, right. Did yeah. Did that? Yes. He had a dream of a peasant and um some kind of peasant. And he woke up and he was a little, you know, like a little shaken about this dream, this deaf dream. And then he gets a note to go see Anna. Oh, that was a mess, too. Oh, uh, yeah. And, uh... She tells him to come, and I guess he fell asleep, right? And then yeah. so he came kind of late. He like, because he had been my staying... husband is like not home. Yeah, he had been right? staying
1: up and stuff because of the prince, and he just seemed like he had a really rough week. So he like overslept.
0: Yes, yeah. yes. and then so he went to see her, because but when he got there, Anna's husband is there, Alexi is there, and so it and that a very that was awkward. That was oh, her husband's God. only. I did rule. not like Anna. His, uh, that yes, was his only yes, rule was
1: that yes. you cannot have your lover coming to and our come home, on, come right? On. And that I just like, feel like that seems like a pretty decent a rule. Big, like, yes, yeah, yes. I mean, I feel like that should have been respected. Like you don't have him come so to his house. So yeah, oh, no. I mean, yeah, she I might mean, say
0: she's because she's like, oh, I need to see you. I need to see. I don't feel well, and I need mm-hmm. to see you. And I don't know, maybe because she's pregnant, so maybe she feels like you know she yeah, can't she
1: changed her. a lot. I don't know if it's pregnant she her has. or what, but
0: she's like needy and she's jealous and yeah, she's, she's like jealous. Well, that's what happens. It shows you. Yeah. Okay, I'm trying not to put. I'm trying to see what Leo, what um um Tolstoy is saying to us, but. It is sh- what he's showing us. So here she's now. She's not with him all the time. So mm-hmm. she's very jealous because she's like, I don't know what you're doing. Yep. How you spend your day. That's yep. your like that part of your life is not you know a part of me. And you think about it. Listen, he was all into Kitty right before he met her. Yep. And so as soon as he saw her at the ball, and he was with her. So of course now that you're the mistress. Mm -hmm. Or now that you're the, you know, you're going to think, is he going to do that to to me? Yeah. So, yeah, she has these, these jealousies, but then she, she thinks she's going to die. So here's where death comes back again, because she thinks she's going to die in childbirth. Right. And so she's like, you know, well, that's, what's consoling her now with her situation is that. And it's so funny because
1: we had had that conversation at one point, you and I, when she first started having this relationship with Vronsky, I was just like, okay, either Vronsky has to die so she can reconcile her marriage. yeah, Her husband has to die so she can have yeah. an actual relationship with Vronsky that'll be acceptable. Right. Yes. I did not think about it, though. Or she could die, but I didn't think she... about her death. So when they both had that dream about death, and it was yep. like... Baronski knew that they had had the same dream. It was the same weird little person in it or whatever, like some (sighs) beggar man or whatever it was. I don't know. It was really bizarre. He knew in his heart, like, okay, this is actually happening.
0: Like, you're going to die. Something, something, something is like weird is going on. Something, yeah. yeah. But he doesn't tell her. No. He doesn't tell her. Because he wants to be she like. He sees the change in his face. Yeah.
1: But he was just but like, that's so silly. <laughs>
0: Meanwhile, his face was just like, oh, you're going to die. Oh, my but
1: goodness. Like, I'm who like, the same but death? this is who the. Has the
0: same death dream. I know. Like, that's so creepy.
1: <laughs> but yeah, so that'll solve the problem. So she has to die. So I didn't see that one coming, but it does solve the problem because you know what? Yeah. We, after this whole thing happens with Vronsky, her husband, like running into the husband at the house, her husband, Alex, um, Karenina, he, he decides that's it. Like that was the one rule and you couldn't respect me in it. I'm going to go forward with getting a divorce.
0: Absolutely. And,
1: and I'm taking our son. And the thing is, you just look at Anna's life, like, what good can come out of her life now? I mean, she's a ruined woman. She can't have her son.
0: She almost doesn't care. Well, she doesn't care because she thinks she's going to die in childbirth. Well, yeah.
1: So that's what I'm saying. It would solve all of her problems because, honestly, there's just no good outcome for her at this point. And the thing is, Varonsky it was like, oh, yeah, leave, leave your husband. Like, not really, but he just doesn't know what to say. Like, he feels like yeah. he has to say that. But she can yeah. tell that he doesn't really want her to do that. And so she's in such a predicament now that I feel like, okay, death really is the solution for her. Because there's no good ending. And she had said if she loses her son, there's no point in life. And he's already like, no, you're not getting our son. And she tells him, you don't even love him. Why would you take him? And he was just like, because I can <laughs>
0: and you don't well, deserve I mean, just anything to see where tolstoy's gonna take the story because then um not to say that she can't die but what's the redemption here you know because yes she made a mistake but i think she the thing about anna is i don't think anna thinks she made a mistake you know what i mean like you know sometimes yeah. people no like, she doesn't and that's why she, she needs to be. Not. she needs to like
1: she needs a seriously humbling moment that's what she needs
0: right like anna's not at the point of feeling like i shouldn't have done this this is yeah ruined my life no and the, and she still right. sees her
1: husband as the bad guy in all this like this is all right, your like, fault yeah she's taking like, no like, responsibility no. for her actions None. None. and i'm not saying he's a good husband he really doesn't seem like a very good husband but and a lot of the things he does it's like i don't know but
0: neither even even like um Her brother, what's his name, Stevo or Steve? Steve Steva. Yeah, Steva. Steva, you know, and Dolly. Yeah, Steva's not the best husband, which we see. Mm -hmm. But I don't know. I keep looking at Dolly and Dolly makes the best of it. And I don't know what making the best of it is. I'm seeing what Leo, what Tolstoy is saying in just... um, I'm looking to see what how what's what he's well, doing. Well it's with interesting the too
1: because we have a moment where Steva runs into Alexi, Alexi Karenina yeah. in Moscow and he says to him, like, Oh, you know, how come you didn't tell us you were gonna be here? Which it's so awkward because he was literally there to talk to a divorce lawyer and this is <laughs> yeah. his brother in law, so he's yeah. just like, How are we gonna have that conversation? And yeah. so he's like oh come over for dinner and he ends up telling him like i can't come for dinner because i'm gonna divorce your sister and this is just like really uncomfortable and steve is just like oh that's fine like you can still come like why can't why can't we still be family like and friends? like i've always liked you like why does this have to end just because you're not gonna and then he's like and before you do yeah he's such a weird guy um (laughs) and so you
0: can't hate him. remember No, I know, say, like, and it's so true. It's, it's so, so true because
1: <laughs> I kind of don't hate him, and I'm like, I should by now because the guy's a total jerk. But for some reason, you just like kind of like him anyway. I do like him? So Tolstoy did a good job writing his character because yeah, for some reason he you like him. He's lovable. He's a very lovable character. But anyway, so he tells him to come over for dinner, and he goes and talk to Dolly. He's like, I ruined our marriage and she stuck it out and like yeah. and he respects his wife and i i actually i yeah, liked him a little did. bit more the way he spoke about his wife and he was like yes. if anyone can help you it's her because she'll understand
0: and it's like a reversal remember at the yeah. beginning of the story it was yeah. like he is the same steva going to anna and asking yeah. anna to do the re- yeah. resolving and now it's dolly's turn to do the resolving
1: but mm-hmm. I love the other insight you get of Steve's character. So you see his wife is trying to host this dinner that he put together. And yeah. she's there by herself because Steve is doing who knows what. Because that's his story. He's always just off wandering. He's a wanderer. He yeah, just does whatever. And know. so he's late. And like the whole dinner party is awkward and uncomfortable. And these people are like, wait, why are we actually here right now? And like <laughs> the whole thing kind of just feels really uncomfortable. And then Steve arrives to his own party late. And immediately his charisma just kind of smooths everything over. He gets groups talking and he brings in conversation and he knows like what to bring up to get the conversation flowing. And like, he just has this natural ability and it is really impressive.
0: You do like him. Yeah. You really do like him. Oh my goodness. Oh, so let's talk about, um, so now we have this dinner. Mm -hmm. Okay. So he's, so we know that he's going to, he spoke to a divorce attorney, and, um, you know, so the divorce attorney told him you
1: have the grounds to divorce her, you know, Absolutely. let me know what you want to do. He hasn't he started anything yet. He's yes. just kind of like talking about it. Cause he wanted to know what are my options, you know, it's the
0: process. Right? right. Yes. And so now they're at the dinner and who do we see? This is, uh, the, this was my, one of my favorite parts of this dinner because Levin is invited, and Mm -hmm. also Kitty is there. Which we
1: know they did that as a setup. Uh, These two, Steva and Dolly, like they were, they were like set. (laughs) Like these two are going to end up together. Like they're meant to be. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yes. Yes. But it was nice. That was sweet. Like Kitty was kind of sweet, glad to see him. He was not kind of sure, you know, what to expect, but seeing how she responded to him, you know, in a sweet, like welcoming way. It's
1: funny because if we think (laughs) about all of Levin's thoughts about Kitty before this, he made up ideas in his own mind about who she is, and like he was yeah. disgusted by her, and he's like, "I hope I never see her again. I could never marry her, even if I did see her again." Like he's got all these hateful thoughts. And remember, but Dolly when,
0: was like, "Stop!" Yeah. Stop. When he's like, "Cause he's right. he saying that," and she's
1: like, "Stop! Get out of your head," you know. Right, <laughs> and he does not. But then all of a sudden, when Kitty's actually in person. He realizes he made up so much stuff. Like, yeah. oh, she's not actually like this at all. It's so weird. Oh, yeah. And uh, yes. I just thought that was interesting. Of just he created a too. character. He created a character that he did not like, but it wasn't who Kitty
0: was. <laughs> no. And then during the dinner, while every while the men were having their conversations, you know, he and Kitty kind of stayed together and they yeah. were having their own little quietly like, talking. Yeah, going to be about going to get together. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, "Yay!" Because I did want, I did want to see them get back together. <laughs> but um, it, going back to Anna, I think Anna, like you said before, Anna does not take any responsibility at all. I mean, that's how that's how Tolstoy is showing her. You uh-huh. know, she's just more thinking about the passion of being in love with Vronsky, and woe is me, my husband is, you know, this and you know, um, a robot. She's like, she's needing love. She's not finding it in her husband. Um, and I think she's just focused on her needs, just Mm -hmm. her needs. Yeah. I am an unloved woman, but yeah, she didn't think about the ramifications of, you know, having this affair. How would this, if I knew my husband, you know, how is he going to react? Is he going to want to take, you know, he's going to want to take, I, I can't remember their son's name. Um, but is he going to want to take him? And mm-hmm. what is that going to do for my son? You know, um, me having an affair and you know leaving his dad. You know, like she's—it's yep. yep. like she's only thinking about herself, her needs. I'm this unloved. And woman. it's funny because she's had, she she's had moments
1: she's had moments of clarity throughout this whole affair because there's been a couple of times where. She's just like, what have I done? What? But she moves. Yes. She moves on very quickly from that. Like very she's quickly.
0: Yeah. Like, All yes. right, and yes. moving on.
1: Like she has moments yes. where, like, she's I feel like her she realized, what have I done? But then finds a way to just blame shift. Or like, okay, it's not my fault. Let's move on. Like I don't know.
0: Yeah, she's just in love with. The this for she's in love with the passion mm-hmm. and being loved and not thinking about the consequences of it. And I mean, again, he it, I think it's reasonable to not bring your lover to your house, yeah, whether your husband's home or not, yeah. You know, but he lives so, there. Like
1: he lives there. He does like live there. So. And she was, and she had told him, like, oh, he's going out. Like he knew he was going into the house while the husband was supposed to be out for the evening. And I he even when said, they cast each other? "Yeah, it was <laughs> so awkward." And and I think Vronsky lost more respect because he thought the guy was gonna like punch him in the face, and he was just like,
0: "Or request the duel?" Yeah, no, he did nothing. He was he, just he shook like, his hand. Yeah, what a weirdo! Oh my
1: goodness. So anyway, and then he <laughs> says to her, "Like I thought he was supposed to be out for the evening." And he oh, he came home to get changed. He went back out. You shouldn't have been late. And I'm just like. What That's like all. I would have been even, in like, a
0: panic. Like Yeah, like what does this mean? He wasn't supposed to be here. This looks right like, and She's so weird. Her reaction Anna was so bizarre. Just into herself. Yeah. Anna is um she's just you know, she's just about herself. Yeah. Uh and so yeah, Oh, I'm and she tells Vronsky
1: like, you're my real husband.
0: Yeah. Which I thought that was like whoa. Yeah. It's like, what does that mean? Cause you're still living with your husband. He's the one paying. For Although you. she did
1: tell him that she was not going to do her marital duty anymore. So I guess that's what <laughs> she means. Like, I
0: don't know. So this is how, but so, but then again, it's back to marriage for Anna seems to be about passion and yeah. love. Yep. And again, that's, there's nothing wrong with that, but, um, that's the only thing that she that's the most important thing for her and not anything else. It seems that way anyway. And so, uh, it'll be interesting to see. So Dolly is, I, I was, I wanted, I wanted, um, I wanted Alexi to tell, to tell Dolly, like, tell her, tell her what Anna's doing. Cause Dolly's like, no, I can't believe that, you know, you'd want to leave Anna, that you'd want to divorce Anna, not like, you know, upright, you know, Anna.
1: Right. But he tells her, (laughs) He does tell her, and then she starts to... She starts starts to to
0: put it together. Yeah,
1: she realizes, like... She's like, could she be? Yeah, like, she starts believing. She starts believing him. And so... Yeah, I I think he did a good job convincing her.
0: Yeah. And he didn't say anything bad and malicious about her. You know, like, when he was talking to Dolly. But she did put two and two together that it was, um, like... Uh, Anna did something. She stepped out in, in the marriage. Yeah. And he didn't mention that she was pregnant because I would have nope. been like, and she's pregnant and yep. her lover came to my, to the house. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. but he didn't do anything. Yeah, He didn't do any of that. So I have a little, little respect there for Levin, <laughs> not Levin, um, Alexi, because yeah. he could have, but maybe men don't say stuff like that you know yeah like well and he doesn't bad. seem to
1: say anything he's an odd man anyway but yeah he
0: doesn't like he kind of keeps his he'd rather not say inside. things yeah because it's about you know you know status of a man yeah i guess you don't you wouldn't say that but um we kind of left there with dolly thinking that maybe anna is not the person who she thought she was mm-hmm. and i don't think kitty i don't think because did they know shanna did they know like that um, Anna is seeing vronsky I don't think
1: so. I didn't seem like levin or Kitty knew what was going on with that whole side.
0: Right. Well, Kitty knew that. Kitty knew. Well, she well, knew from. A, right,
1: but now yeah. they haven't been in the same circle for so long.
0: That's true. Because she
1: was traveling I, abroad, Kitty. Yeah. So yeah. she wasn't even in the same country. So she probably doesn't know that they it turned into like a an affair. And yes. Levin just doesn't seem to run within that group at all. So I don't know that he knows.
0: Um, and then this is this. I wrote this down. Um, this is something Dolly said. Dolly was like, she will be no one's wife. She will be lost. Yeah. You know, and I think that's good. I I wouldn't be surprised because, of course, if Alexei divorces her, I, I just don't see Varonsky marrying her. But I no. don't know. It could But I, I don't think so.
1: I don't think it's even his budget I literally think he can't
0: afford to He can't afford to do it
1: Yeah, But
0: he keeps telling her
1: But I'm thinking because he keeps telling her to leave her husband Because he doesn't know what to say But the good thing is Vronsky ends up getting a higher position He originally had turned down a really good position Because he didn't want to be moved far away from Anna Which was stupid And not that he Apparently he never regrets anything or looks back And he handled it and whatever But yeah but he does end up getting a position raise, and so that's supposed to help. And he's trying to work his way up, so maybe he's yeah, hoping to eventually came to visit him. I think he tried. I think maybe it's hitting him. Like I'm gonna need to be able to pay for something. Hmm. Like I don't know. And it's, even if, even if his, even if Anna dies, like what happens with the child? Like will he take custody? Like Alexia? Uh. Um, He's uh, not going to uh, want the child you know, if it's not well,
0: his. Well, at this point, they don't know that what's going to happen to Anna. Because it's just Anna. Right now, he's probably right. dead, she's just pregnant. And, you know, because she's like... But she did uh, tell him you know, she's, she's going to die. In chi- she thinks she's going to die in childbirth. Yeah. But um, I don't know. But anyway, we know... I think one of the things that came off very strongly was Alexi was like, I hate Anna with all my soul. Yeah. And, I, you know, you could see... You could see why. Yeah. Know.
1: Well you I th- why. when you love somebody that much, that's what happens. Then you hate them. He's not indifferent. So Which means
0: that he did love her. So he did love you know? her. Right. And maybe there was he, feelings. Maybe there. he was ambitious. Not maybe he was ambitious and he did focus on work a lot. Mm-hmm. But she made that the end all of like, you know, like that day like there was no redemption in the marriage. Right. As she could see anything and the thing is to... she it didn't
1: seem like she tried to improve anything it didn't seem like she complained no. and said you have to make these changes or i'm not going to be a faithful wife like she just kind of was just right. like like
0: you remember eh. yeah because you remember when dolly found out that steva was cheating i mean dolly made a big scene she was crushed. yeah she didn't, she didn't she didn't do anything with the kids in the house she didn't do anything yep. with the maids and the servants like yep. she was like you knew He knew that he did her wrong, right? But we've never seen. Well, at least she didn't put any passion
1: into her marriage, is what it seems like. But she expected it out of it, which it's like, oh, that's not how that works.
0: Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. Anyway, you know, the dinner conversation was very interesting because they were talking about like classical education versus scientific study. Yeah, I I just I was like, wow, they have like you know good conversations. I know. <clears throat> that they were talking about there and women and education and should women be educated yeah you know, Alexi thought it's dangerous you know to to emancipate women yeah <laughs> I feel. and maybe and as I I don't know if he maybe those I don't I can't see him and Anna having those conversations but yeah. I, I thought that was interesting um you know but I, you know, there was a gentleman there named Sergey. I don't remember who he was. It was I wonder was was Sergey, um, Len, um, Levin's other brother, because I you know get their names. His like brother
1: that. was there. Is that his name? I don't remember what his brother's name yeah, is. but his brother Sergey. was there. Because remember, the remember Yeah, because remember he was saying he's like what has gotten into my brother? He's so animated because he was telling a story about his bear hump, but he was doing it because Kitty was listening. And this guy's yeah. just like, I've never seen him like so animated before. <laughs> and he didn't realize so it, it was, was to impress him. a girl, but it was his brother. Yeah.
0: But I thought it was interesting because he made a point like he believes it's not just rights that women are deprived, but the ability to perform duties for one country. It's like he He felt like it wasn't about rights. You know, it was more like a duty like we're depriving women of their duty to serve like it's just like how men have you know a duty to serve in the country then when women the fact that women can't vote or can't you know don't have a decision um in life in certain you know important decisions in life then it's not really that you're depriving them of their rights but more of the, their duty as a person mm-hmm. in this country so i thought that was interesting um, but he was against, actually he was, he said, <laughs> I thought this was interesting. He was like, um, the little pills of classical learning possess that medicinal, medicinal property of anti-nihilism. Um, that was his, that was his case against classical studies. Cause he mm-hmm. believed that, well, I think Alexi believed that studying the classics had a favorable influence over intellectual development while science were associated with false and harmful doctrines. And I think they were okay with classical, except for that classical kind of, um, you know, led to religion, you know, Mm -hmm. or God. And so they, he didn't like that, you know, it's like, it would be okay if it didn't lead to that. Yeah. (laughs) Then we could do it, but you know, (laughs) it's against that. But it was, but what I like going back to what we were talking about earlier was like, it was, you know, to hear them having these conversations, discussing it, you know, um, and saying their points, and not being this like we—you could just see how times have changed. Like we don't do that anymore. Yeah,
1: we—it's too know. dangerous to it's have just these a, it's conversations. A, it's a it
0: spokesperson, and you—what yeah. do you do? You virtue—you virtual virtue signal, I think the mm-hmm. term is—you know—to yeah. show that you support this idea, but no one's really talking, or you do tweets maybe do a tweet. Yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> or Facebook I'm, not, I'm not even on Twitter, so I
0: don't know. <laughs> I don't but know. yeah. Um, and that's it. You're not having real conversations with people where someone's responding. You right. make your point and someone's responding and telling you their side and you, you know, you're talking.
1: Yeah. And I like that. And about I feel like people, people at this point talk at others instead of talking with others. Like these yeah. people were, they were talking with just like, each other. yeah, sharing ideas and listening. And like, it was an actual conversation.
0: <laughs> and not to say and, that it wasn't, it didn't get hot because at some point, you know, um, yeah. Steve saw that the conversation was getting a little hot. So he, you know, yeah. he came in and be his little cheerful self. Yeah. Yeah. He steered it another way. Yeah, he's yeah. <laughs> Such and a then there was like goodness. another guy who
1: kept cracking jokes the whole time. Like he just kept making jokes it was like he he was like, Yeah, and I don't understand why I was turned down to be a wet nurse or whatever. And then yeah, they were like, like they were hysterically <laughs> laughing over that hysterical. like so. <laughs>
0: I remember, I remember that. And they did think that was so funny. Oh, uh, yeah, It just reminded me, women, like, right? I feel and like... their rights. Yeah,
1: I feel like that's me. Like, I feel like when things are uncomfortable, like, I'm the person to, like, just, like, crack a joke and, like, because I can't, I can't handle the tension of the room. I'm like, let's make a joke. And, <laughs> let's, so, yeah, that just cracked me up because I'm like, oh, that'd be something I would do. I'd be and like, listen, yeah. it
0: was funny. Yeah. <laughs> well that's where we ended off actually yeah because um, of you I would have kept going I'm sorry (laughs) I'm so sorry it's like
1: oh Levin and Kitty have finally gotten together it's taken like three parts of the book to get there and Janice is like let's call it quits here here. that way we don't get to see how that you know unfolds because you know we went through chapters of mowing lawns and chapters of talking about death
0: and everything to get here. I'm sorry. And then we stop. <laughs> yeah. So then we will finish part three. Yes. <laughs> next week. Yes. Yes. So Shanna can be get her ending and know what happened. And me yes. too, I'm curious too.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's like Anna's like, oh, I'm gonna die, and Kitty and Levin are together, and we just stop, and I'm like, So does she die? Did Kitty and Levin get married?
0: <laughs> like, what's happening here? Well, now we get to know. So next week we're going to finish up part three. And I guess, Jana, you and I will speak to each other in a week and see if we're going to get to part four. Okay. I'll see if you well, ravaged depends. part three. It depends if we hit a dry spot <laughs> or not. So that is all our tentative plan. Okay. Finished. we'll definitely finish part three because we, we did half of part three so we'll finish before, the other half.
1: before we started this Janice told me to get another book and slow I down I did
0: tell you to get another book <laughs> <laughs> You can just read another book. Please read something in between. You know, like how you have to give your kid the cookie. I know. So that they can stop crying until they get home for dinner. Like, I can't. I can't. I need something before dinner. And dinner's taking so long. Yeah. So that's you. I got to give you the cookie. All right. I got to go find myself a book to read while I wait. (laughs) All right. So we will. um, We hope you'll join us. for our uh, discussion on the ending of part three, because unless and you want to House be left like people. this, not knowing <laughs> you will join us. I know. <laughs> we will see. Yeah, we can see <laughs> what happens. Hopefully they'll resolve something with Kitty and Levin. Yeah. I'm hoping that they'll get together. I don't know. I know Anna's the main character, but I'm it would be really bizarre judgment. if she
1: died, but I don't know. I'm kind of feeling I'm, good I'm about it. Saying,
0: <laughs> I'm trying to understand Anna you know, Tolstoy wrote her the way that he wrote her for a reason. And, and, you know, cause maybe we all have a little Anna in us and yeah. uh, I don't know. I don't know. I'm, so I'm trying to be open-minded about Anna. I hope I don't have again, too much. I always think about the past books that we read where I passed judgment on people yeah. and it was yeah. too soon. And I ended yeah. up feeling, you know, Oh, yeah. so. yeah.
1: No, I mean, um, I guess if she lives to the end of the book, maybe she can redeem
0: herself. <laughs> maybe cause we're right. Cause they're, because I'm thinking there needs to be some I hoping there's a redemption would
1: process. it be so weird if she died like halfway through the book
0: that would be weird because it's <laughs> called Anna know. <Karenina>. Uh, <laughs> so where do you go but from when there? I found
1: out she was gonna die I was kind of like this is the answer to our problem so
0: oh are they gonna kill her in childbirth <laughs> but I guess they could I feel like that but was another thing think that so. happened i don't think so i don't think so because then what because it would i mean it's a, like a five part book did you see right or six we're only on I part right now it really six, doesn't make sense part three and each part has about 30 something chapters so yeah i don't think so i think she's living <laughs> all right fine because we we just put so much we can take of lovin's um lovin's talk and you know i don't know but <laughs> <laughs> anyway my favorite character so far is dolly i like um i like how dolly lives her life she's not perfect yeah but she loves her family she's willing to do what she needs to do to keep her family together even if that yeah. means you know i mean even um, her talk even with- if even if her pride is hurt you know what i mean like she's yeah. still
1: her talk um, she's able to uh, forgive with alexia also is like oh like it was so sweet when she's trying to like don't, yeah, like very don't sisterly. leave Anna yeah it was yeah. just like I thought it was so nice
0: and even her talk with him when he visited her when she was in the country you know she was like you know stop you gotta get out of your head you know like oh with love. thoughts about Kitty yeah yeah like she was very sisterly, I was talking about Anna,
1: Anna's husband like having that conversation that's oh. that must have been hard too because she has to talk about her own situation like yes. I thought she did really well with that so both she conversations
0: did. yeah She's an she, all yes, around she good was person. That. She was in that position, and maybe that's why Steve wanted him to talk to her because he's like, but oh, How she weird can is say, that? How would you know?
1: feel if your husband came up to you and be like, So, since you have so much experience with being cheated on, I thought maybe you could <laughs> talk to this guy where that happened? Like, what only, Like, what was the conversation?
0: Like, Steva can get yeah. away with that because yeah. she's really just so lovable. Yeah. <laughs> like what i would be like excuse
1: me are you kidding
0: me right like, now like, we're gonna talk to about forget that that bad memory and now you want me to talk about it with your sister yeah about your sister who's cheating yeah and, you know like your whole
1: family is just your doomed
0: <laughs> i'm done oh my goodness but i like them i like them i like yeah. steva and dolly me too it's
1: like my favorite no. couple in the book <laughs>
0: Not yet. I think Kitty and I'm, I'm rooting for Kitty and Levin. <laughs> yeah, me too. But they're new love. But as far as like a model so far, you know, I, I think how how Tolstoy has portrayed them. Like they're real. Like these are real people, you know, people yeah. don't cheat in real life. And, you know, he showed how you can rec- how it, I guess you, it can be recovered gracefully, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And um And then it shows you the other side of people who cheat and how it's not going to be recovered gracefully because you can't bring your lover to your house. (laughs) Even if your husband is not, even if you think he's out, because you never know when he's going to come back home. Right. Like how he did. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Oh, On that note, yeah, <laughs> this is our longest goodbye. We like said goodbye about five <laughs> minutes ago, and we're still saying goodbye. <laughs> we can't stop talking about it. That's why we you can't. know it's a good book. Uh, exactly. You know, after we after we end the podcast, and we're still talking also, yeah. So, anyway. Yeah,
1: it's another twenty <laughs> minutes you guys won't miss. It's the before and the after podcast. <laughs>
0: So before we keep going, Uh we'll see you next time. (laughs) All right. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening today. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Can you do us a favor? If you like this podcast, please write a good review for us on iTunes or Spotify or your favorite podcast player. Your review or like helps others to find and listen to our podcast.